I said, that's all right, Hilda. Hilda. I just told her to start the tape back it up. <laughs> Hilda. Hilda. Don't mess with me, Jake. Okay. Nugget. Are you ready for the nugget of the day? Sin in life destroys one appetite for the Word of God. Sin in life destroys one's appetite for the Word of God. So if you don't have an appetite for the Word of God, you need to check yourself out. Amen? If you used to read the Word more than you do now, and you prayed more than you do now, then you're backslidden. I'll say it. It's true. You don't want to get you don't want to get lukewarm in this hour. This is not it. So think about it. Say, well, I'm busy. Try telling God that one. <laughs> Amen. You want me to do more? James chapter 1, verse 5. We'll go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for this word that shall come forth this morning in power and might. We welcome the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit as teacher to teach this word, this seed, to each one of us. And I thank you that this seed, this word, fall upon good ground, good soil, and it bring forth a mighty harvest in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're going to stare at my beauty this morning. Is that it? Hallelujah. You want to do this one? You want me to? I'll do this since you posted this on my page last night, okay? I didn't post it. You posted it. You asked me to, okay. so I did. Okay, James 1.5. I did the typing. Hallelujah. Those, that, those of you that... Um, know me, know that my computer skills were now... and I thank God for the iPads that we have. My computer skills to sit down at one is still nil. <laughs> but I can do things on my iPad. James 1, verse 5. Do you want to do that or you want me to? From the King James, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and appraiseth not, and it shall be given unto him. Can I read that in the Amplified? From the Amplified. Verse 5, if, you, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproach and fault finding, wow. and it shall be given unto him. Amen. It's a good uh, 
this is, we're talking about wisdom, so it says, if you lack wisdom, ask for it. So, if any time, at, pardon me, if at any time in the Christian era, one needs to have wisdom, it's today. Carnality and worthless faith has entered into the Christian fear, uh, sphere. Deception has taken its foothold, causing many to be blinded into doctrinal error. Godly wisdom, as we have just read, is for every believer, not just the select few, as some think. Thank God we can rely upon his word. And like the Bereans of Acts chapter 17, verse 11, we can search out the scriptures to see though it, whether those things are so, so that we will not fall into any type of error. Glory to God. In Proverbs chapter 9, we found out that it says that uh, wisdom has seven pillars. And the first pillar being? Meekness. Oh, meekness. Submitting to God, his direction and plans. The second pillar is? Truth or truthfulness. Loyal to truth, accurate and adhering. Pillar number three is love, loving and caring for others. Pillar number four, boy, everybody's saying. You're bad. James. <laughs> Let's go to James. We'll find out. James chapter 3. So this is pillar number 4. James chapter 3, looking at verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, pure or purity. Glory to God. Then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy good fruits without partiality without hypocrisy so wisdom is pure glory to god can i share something when you get done with whatever okay go for it you know when you look at this in the amplified and this is where i think we all really need to check ourselves but the wisdom from above is first of all pure undefiled and I'm going to read the rest. Then it is peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle. It is willing to yield to reason. There would be less divorces if couples would take this one right here. It is willing to yield to reason, at least listen to it, full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholeheartedly and straightforward, impartial and unframed, free from doubts, wavering, and insecurity. You know, when a person is, is not willing to yield to reason, and I'll be honest with you, usually this is, these, this is the man that does this. I'll, I'll give you ones that the women usually do, and they have a lot of them. They nag and things like that. But 
one thing that is best to do, whichever one of the mates is having problems yielding to reason, is to ask the other one to, go, to please pray about it. Will you please just pray about it and then come back and give me an answer? It'll stop, it'll stop an argument and it's the, best, it's the best way to deal with things. So full of compassion and good fruits, it is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unframed, free from doubts, wavering and in sincerity. So if you're willing to yield to reason all the time, then your wisdom is not pure and undefiled. And you need to really, really check that out. You know, teenagers go through this. They don't want to hear it. They know more than us. That's a riot. They've lived to be 16 or 18 or whatever, and they know more. Then they'll come back years later and say, you know what? Mom, you were right, or Dad, you were right. So praise God. Just think about it. You know, when a parent has to discipline their children, I know there's some children in here. When they have to discipline you, they're doing it for a reason. They're doing it because they love you. Seriously, they're doing it because they love you. They don't want you to make the mistakes that they made. They don't want you to get hurt. So next time mom and dad talk to you, listen, it's for a reason. It'll keep you from getting a spanking, that's for sure. Amen? Okay. Were your mouth washed out with soap? That was pastor's thing. He got his mouth washed out with soap for saying Are we it. telling today? Uh, yeah, we may as well. I couldn't believe it when I heard it from his sisters. He's never been a cusser, and I think that's what did it. He said one word, and um, he was probably... I was chased. How old were you? About six, I guess. And that must have done it for him. So maybe we need to give bars of soap to kids and just let them have at it. One sister probably thought it was wonderful, and the other one thought it was cruel. But he's never been a cusser. So it must have done the trick. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Your turn. Okay. Again, wisdom is pure. Definition for pure or purity is free from anything that taints or impairs. Unmixed, clear, simple, free from defects, faultless, Innocent, from the strong concordance is number 53. Freedom from defilements or impurities, unpolluted. Amen. So, so applying the pillar of wisdom or purity in this area into our lives deals directly with our heart. A pure heart will be found only in those who are able to control their minds 
and their thought life. Amen. If your mind and, and your thought life are running rampant, you don't have a pure heart because you think of everything else that goes, you know, kind of uh, crosswise to God's word. But as we seek to have godly wisdom, we must learn to control what comes into our lives and endeavor to develop an attitude of wisdom. It is very vital to develop 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, to become a natural warning system in our lives. Anybody know what 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says? Casting down imaginations and reasonings. <clears throat> and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So every we need thought. To, pardon me? Every thought. So we need to develop that. If we're going to have a pure heart, we better have Second Corinthians, know what Second Corinthians 10.5 says and be able to bring it forth when thoughts come where does it line up with and if we will do that uh, purity will begin to develop if we stray or put a distance from the impure thoughts and uh, things that uh, come our direction it's, it was funny, not, not too long ago I was in a medical office and I mentioned that I hadn't slept three nights that week. I'd been up till 3.30 and they said, oh, are you having problems sleeping? Do you need something? Or I can't remember. And I said, no, I've been praying. And the person kind of was like, but that's my time of prayer. Amen. And that's when I can hear from two places then and well, all the time, I hope, but in the bathroom. Because when my kids were little, Terry shared this with me one day, and it's true. The only place I could get away from them was to go in the bathtub. And I, I told them, I don't care what you do, but don't get near this door when I'm in there. And that's when I would pray and have my time with the Lord. Moms, if that's what you've got to do, do it. There has to be a place where there's a hidden spot for you, for every person. Amen. Amen. So uh, that's where I learned, I'm sure, this scripture. It's wild. Amen. Not going to put anybody on the spot, but how many ever ever use Second Corinthians ten five? All the time. Wow. Okay. Thinking thinking about it. Okay. Uh, James chapter uh, 3, still there. Verse 17, it says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. The wisdom that is from above is first pure. The wisdom that is from above is first pure. It does not come from the stars, moon, and sun and gathered into astrology books um, for life's direction. You know, a lot of people 
open the newspaper or get those books and they find out what you know what what's your birthday and then they match it up with the sign that you're born under quote unquote and they get their direction from signs sun moon and stars uh, that's not where you get your direction from well unfortunately a lot of people put out fleeces before God and try to get their direction that way also. Verse 15 tells us, this wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. So, uh, saying that you're, uh, you know, people that get their uh, direction from, or they'll call up an 800 number and get their m minds mapped out or their life mapped out through a, what do you call those people? Mediums? Yes. Hey, and they take your money. But I will tell you, they're under a familiar spirit. And many times what they say is the truth because they're under a familiar spirit and they know exactly that familiar spirit that's hanging around you. If you're into this stuff, that's how they can pick it out because they talk to that spirit that's on the outside of your inside of some people and that's how they can figure it out. And you know, people come away from having their fortunes read or whatever saying, well, they, they got it right. Ooh, wow, boy, I gotta yeah. go back and find out what else is going on. That's right, but they got it from the familiar spirit that's around you because you've entered into that place that's telling them what's going on in your life. And you get in trouble that way. You remember King Saul? Mm -hmm. he, he couldn't get things right, so he went to a medium to find out and says, bring up Samuel. What's interesting, too, when you you played with a Ouija board one time, or I don't know how many times, and what did it tell you? You asked it a question, what did it say? Well, those of you who are familiar <laughs> with Ouija boards, it, uh, it's, a, it's an occult you. thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was, we bought it in the store. Not us. <laughs> no. You're good this morning. I know. Well, it's, you know, as well. And so, uh, you know, you, you quote play with thing, play with this thing, trying to get get to work because it's supposed to move around. It's got a little uh, eye that goes over over letters, and it spells out stuff. And so, you know, so we were asking, you know, as kids. We're asking it all sorts of stupid questions, you know. Uh, so I ask it, uh, is this going to be harmful to me? And it spoke the truth. It will harm you. It said it will destroy your soul is what it told you. Is what you said. You told something me years that, ago. Something of that nature. So I didn't play with that thing anymore because I at least had that much knowledge that something that's going to destroy me this little board is not going to, you know, so, but uh, it was a while before uh, the thing was actually destroyed. So um, mm -hmm. others 
within my household uh, played with it still. The first day I went to his house, his parents' house, his sisters were playing with it. So, you would, so you know, we have to be careful. Uh, it, things come in so innocently and you get caught up in it. Uh, I'm going to share something I've never shared, can I? Yeah, I've never, I didn't. Okay. When I got my, when I was getting my divorce, I went to see a fortune teller. I've never told this before. Boy. Here we go. You guys, you guys get to really hear it. Did you get and, love uh, potion number nine? No. She knew everything. Everything that was going on. And so I was like, I don't know why I'm telling this. I had to be delivered from that. I will be honest. And um, she told me everything. Pardon? Did she tell you he was going to die on that road? No. But she told me about you. <clears throat> she told me everything. I mean, so that made me really think about, okay, what's really going on here? And it, I could have been sucked into that easily, but thank God I met him who was a, a backslider and didn't go, that, didn't go that road. I mean, it would have been an easy road to go. I don't think I've ever shared that. Have you ever, you ever heard me share that? I don't think I've ever shared that with anybody. That's why 2 Corinthians 10, 5, I had to really learn that. I mean, don't go, well, I, you know, deliverance is a horrible thing. I had to have it. You had to have it. You know, you open yourself up to stuff and, you know, praise God. Thank God for, for Jesus Christ, who's our deliverer. But people believe this stuff. And I sat there because that woman could tell me all this stuff and what was going on in my house. And there's this person coming and blah, blah, might not have been you, but whatever, this person. I mean, it was something else. And I was like, okay. I had a girlfriend with me and she went and, because um, <laughs> this woman did tea leaves and you would go in the bathroom and supposed to drink the tea and my girlfriend said, I'm not drinking that junk. I dumped it down the toilet. I think I probably did too, but I didn't know what she put in it. But anyway, that's how strong this is. Now you've heard it all. That's why you need wisdom. Okay. You can, now you know why, you know. Okay, I don't think I've ever shared that. Okay. Again, wisdom. Yep. Since you decided to get into astrology. Verse 17, it says, wisdom from, from above is first pure. From above, from above, okay? That means from God in heaven, wisdom that comes from God is pure, all right? Uh, Second Corinthians, go to Second Corinthians. 521. You know, people are out there, they're seeking, they're seeking they, answers. They want answers. And when you want answers, when you're going through something horrible and you want answers, that's why we have got to get out on the streets. That's why we have got to share the Lord with people because Jesus is the only answer. Amen. How, uh, talking about going on the streets, what, how many came to know the Lord yesterday? Five you, individuals. You were there, weren't you? I was there, but I didn't know the full count. Okay. Oh, okay. Praise God. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, looking at verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made, right, made the righteousness of God in him. As the righteousness of God, we must allow godly wisdom to produce pure thoughts in abundance in our hearts. Let me read that again. We must allow godly wisdom to produce pure thoughts in abundance in our hearts. To produce pure thoughts, one must dedicate oneself to God and his word. Abundance is key. The, the definition for abundance means more than plentiful. More than sufficient quanti quantity. Having wealth. Abundance that is of putting more than it is necessary to comfortably finish the job. So we need that abundance. Have it, the godly wisdom to be an abundance in us, not just, you know, a little bit. Okay, what does, uh, what will wisdom take? One, it's going to take dedication to get wisdom. You're going to have to get into the Word. It's, you're going to have to develop your prayer life. You're going to have to have open communication with God. A lot of people's prayer life is, uh, thank you, God, this is what I need, thank you, good night. Or goodbye. But uh, communication or prayer with God is a two-way street. You tell him what you need. And you uh, also share uh, how, how grateful you are. And then let him speak to you. It's going to take a little time. Because most of us have dull ears. Or as I say, we have earwax. that's built up. So... Earwax of rebellion, so pull out the earwax and start listening. Okay, again, read the word, meditate upon the word. Uh, do not forsake the assembling as the day quickly approaches, and we see the day quickly approaching, so we need to come together. This is putting an abundance into our life. Amen. You know, I, I have to go back. I'm sorry to this. What, what, okay, one, one other thing. Abundance to your life. Okay, that means, uh, we'll say you have a, I'm going to make it good. You have a favorite TV program that is on a higher level. By, by mean by higher level, that's, it's like... Uh, uh, say Jack Van Empey or uh, Billy Graham or something and most most of us have a VCR so you need to tape that what's in abundance you can hear something like you're hearing this morning and you walk out and if you're not taking notes two days later uh, what was that all about but if you can plug in and hear it again, and you had 
taking notes, you'll take those notes, read the notes first, then plug in, you'll get much more benefit out of it the second time. So that's the abundance, hearing the same words over, but allowing the Holy Spirit to open up new avenues that has been, you could say, planted. Now it's being watered, and it begins to flourish. But if we're not doing that, the very next time we come together, you hear the word again, you don't, two days later, you're scratching your head, you still don't know what's going on. I mean, you've got a basic, <laughs> but if you can get it the second time, you're watering it or you're having that crop open up. So there's the abundance we need to have. The Lord said he's going to give us an abundance of rain. You've got to be open to it. We can't be like an umbrella at this point, putting up the umbrella and letting it bounce away. We need to re soak it in. Okay, you want to say okay, something? Okay, I want to go back. You know, children are like little sponges, and that's why God gives parents to them to oversee them. And we have to be real careful who we place our children around because that spirit that is on that child that they are hanging out with or that they're amongst will try to come on your child. And that's why, it, and you can tell. You can see a different attitude in your child when they've been with someone. Well, if you see that, then they shouldn't be with that person. I mean, it's that, that plain and clear. They won't like it, but they're not the ones giving account to God about what you're doing with them, amen? So, praise the Lord. So we, you know, we need, to have that prayer life so God can tell you what's going on in the world, in your life. I'll be honest with you, there's only three people that we listen to on Christian television. One is Rodney Howard Brown, if you have DISH. It's on Christian television, CTN. Um, he's on every night. The other one is John Hagee. And the other one's Jack Van Impey, that's it. One on Sunday, I pick up one on Sunday. Oh, it's Israel, Israel News, I yeah. pick that up. And that's really, to me, it's important because it's uh, fresh. It's within a week's time. And it, they tell what's going on in Israel. And also, they also, uh, not only do they give a news encounter, but they, they tell what's going on in Israel as um, commodities that they're putting together. Like I found out that... Uh, they have a little unit, not much bigger than the top of this podium, that they can put out in the desert, and they can, within 12 hours, they could, they, it will bring, draw moisture out of that desert air and make water. Wow. Hallelujah. And also, they, they, this is also known that they have found a way of sucking up salt water, ocean water, mixing it with some other chemical, and, and they're, it's not in a big uh, volume right now, but they can produce jet fuel out of seawater. Sounds like God to me. So things <laughs> like that are, are coming forth, and, and uh, I'm going to go on uh, a little bit. You know, the irrigation system, the way Israel is being, I mean, it's, it says it's blossoming. They have new technology when they, 
water their crops. It's, you know, it's, it's like the, uh, some of our gardens, some of you have, you, you know, you get the, the water lines. They got water lines, special water lines. It's just, just fantastic what they're coming up with. And they share it with anybody that wants it. They want to share it with the, the, their, uh, Any country that'll take Arab it. countries around it, but the Arab countries don't receive any from the, anything from the Jews, except for bringing their children to be healed or taken care of. But then, you know. Amen. But that's, uh, those are the four, four programs that we watch. Okay. I don't watch that one. That's the one, that is who we support. They're part of who we support. So. so okay. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 6. And verse 16, again, it says, These things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him. A proud look with that humility, a lying tongue. So for the hands that shed innocent blood. So um, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, schemes, evil thoughts, and plans. Um, uh, looking at this, it would appear that our minds, our will and emotions, will have to settle what will be the abundance that we will select to put in our hearts. Our minds will filter out what we don't want and pull in whatever it desires. You know, some say on the computer world, garbage in, garbage out. Well, you know, um, the final choice will always be ours. We can either pull godly wisdom in or reject it and go, go with the world's way. Uh, let me give you a couple examples. Gossip uh, is an evil report uh, that is spread. And usually, um, we've all played that game. You get in a line, a circle, and you whisper uh, a phrase to the first person. That per next person is supposed to say the same, same thing and it's relayed all around. And when you get the last person, the last per person is supposed to say what the first person says, and you find out it is blown out of proportion. So that's how gossip is. Sometimes you want to just add a little flavor to something. And usually uh, when we add the flavor, <laughs> it's not too good. OK. Uh, Don't get a lot of old people doing that. You might get, don't mind. You know, those that, never mind. Okay. What about old people? Well, you know, they don't hear things right sometimes, and you never know what you might get. Anyway, we'll go down to the next one. Um, What'd you say? Nothing. <laughs> a, a gossip will receive any reports. He or she will spread all and add some spice and tidbit to the report. A person into lust of the flesh will view pornographic pictures and movies and dirty stories. A person who's into wild parties can't wait for the next one to happen. Woohoo! You remember that? No. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. That's why I do 2 Corinthians 10.5. I will tell you, that scripture drug me out of the dirt. A person into drugs is looking for the next high. I lived on 2 Corinthians 10.5 when I first got saved. I'm serious. 
I lived on that. I mean, every thought I had to take captive. Can you imagine? I've shared with you what I was like before I was saved. If he mentioned Jesus, I'd throw something. Luke 6.45, so when I got saved, you know, your mind is renewed by the what? The washing of the water of the word. And so I had to get that mind washed, renewed by the washing of the water of the word. And it took every thought I had to take captive. Luke 6.45. Going back to that washing of the word. I'm just going to put it in, in a parallel type situation. You have dirty clothes. You wash them. I hope. Well, let me finish. You wash them and it comes out back pure. You dirty them. If you don't wash them and you keep on wearing them, they get dirtier. So next time, it, sometimes you get certain things and it's harder to wash. So let's just keep on washing them every time they get dirty. First John 1 John 1.9, all right? Okay, Luke, that's Luke chapter 6, verse 45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. Purity, we said, was placed in the heart. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance, there's that abundance, abundance we have talking. Out of the heart his mouth speaketh. Wow, so... We need to have purity in abundance. Okay, let's see something here. Let's go all the way back to the Old Testament and find something out about an individual. When you're going there, I'm going to read it in the Amplified, okay? So okay. tell them where they want to go. You want to find the book of Samuel. And we're going to go to the 15th chapter. That's Samuel chapter 15. This says, the upright, honorable, instinctively good man out of the good treasure stored in his heart produces what is upright, honorable, and instinctively good. And the evil man out of the evil storehouse brings forth that which is depraved, wicked, and interesting. Forget it, evil. For out of the abundance overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. And then Jesus says, goes on to say, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? That's heavy. He says this, and then he says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not practice what I tell you? You know, if Jesus had a church today, how big do you think it would be? The way he talked to people? As blunt as he was? Well, let's face it. You only had 12. Yeah, one was a, one, yeah. And he says, for everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to heed their teaching and does them, I will show you what he is like. Hallelujah. I'm going to go on because we can always pick this up tomorrow, next week. He is like a man building a house who dug and went down deep and laid a foundation upon the rock. And when the flood rose, the, tor the torrent broke against 
that house and could not shake or move it because it had been securely built or founded on a rock. But he who merely hears, the, hears and does not practice doing my words is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation against which the torrents burst and immediately it collapsed and fell and the breaking and the breaking and ruin of that house was great. Think about this. He's telling he's telling you he says in 45 what a good man is and then he's going on to say and it's interesting, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? For everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to heed their teaching and does them, I will show you what he is like. And then he goes on and talks about, boy, I'll tell you, right now, your house better be dug deep and your foundation better be there because people that you never expected are falling away from what the word of God says. There, is a, there are goofy teachings out there from people I would have never expected it out of. And so we have got to have our foundation so deep that we cannot be shaken no matter what. Why do you, for everyone who comes to me and listens to my words in order to heed their teaching and does them, I, I will show you what he is like. That means listen and do. And that foundation will go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper to where you cannot be shaken by anything. Don't even look at what, what we're in the times where we have to trust God, be obedient, pray like you've never prayed in your life, Take the word and study it like you've never studied in it your life. Because we are like Noah who was building an ark for the saving of his household. Even his kids weren't helping him. Thank God he did what he did so his kids got in the ark. So don't, you know... Discipline them and don't look at it and do what you have to do, but you keep moving. Even if it's the, remember the tortoise and the hare? How the hare just kept screwing around and goofing around and whatever, and the tortoise just kept moving slowly. Who won the race? You just keep line upon line, precept upon precept, moving slowly, and sometimes it's slow. But it has to work. It has to work. It will work. <coughs> Hallelujah. Do not get swayed to and fro. Amen. There's <clears throat> what she just read. There, there is an indictment against Christians. He says, you call yourself, I'm not quoting it, but... You call yourself Christian, but you don't follow what I say. How much are we following what he says? Now, on the very last day, 
when we stand before the Lord. He'll either say, welcome or depart. I never knew you. Get, the person's going to say, I did all these things in your name. I healed. I prayed. You know, I, I cast out devils. All in your name. But he says, I never knew you. We have to, we are in the last of the last days. Yep. The, the clock is about ready to, the time clock for us is over. This time element that we know is not going to be pretty soon. You know, there are those that have already gone into eternity. They don't have a time element anymore. The only time element is here, and it's valuable to us to operate in it as we should. Okay. Uh, finding 1 Samuel. It's, we're talking about abundance of the heart. Purity. Let's find out something here. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> 1 Samuel chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou unto the voice of the Lord, of the, of the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Alamachite did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came from Egypt. Now go and smite Alamachite and Utterly destroy all that they have, and spare not, spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Okay, drop down to verse nine. But Saul and the people spared Agai, and the best of the sheep, and the oxen, and of the fanning, and the lambs, and all that was good, and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refuge they destroyed utterly so we're seeing here that he's not following tr true or following what the we are called he was called to do verse 14 goes on and says and Samuel said what meaneth this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear and and Saul said I have brought them from the Alamachites and for the Lord spared the best of the sheep. For, pardon me. For the people spared the best of the sheep, of the oxen, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said unto Saul, Say, and I will tell thee what the Lord said unto me this night. And he said unto him, Say on. Okay. Well, uh, let's go say, down. Verse. You need to read what he said. That was the of it. Anyway, I'm going to drop down to verse 20 now. Okay. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I saw, this is what the Saul said, Yea, unto, Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and I have brought Agai the king of Alamite, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. This man self-deceived. I have done everything that the Lord has said. How many Christians 
out there are saying, I've done everything that the Lord has said. I am pure and I am faultless. Okay. Saul became very deceitful. Okay. Definition of deceitful. An untruth to mislead. A deliberate misinterpretation or presentation of facts. Fraudulent. Betray. Break faith. Or honor. Oath or honor. While appearing to be loyal. To beguile. To entice by misleading. I'll go over this again. Deceit. Deceitful, the definition, an untruth to mislead, deliberate mispresentation of facts, fraudulent betrayal, break faith, oath or honor, while appearing loyal, to beguile, to entice by misleading. Isn't that exactly what? King Saul said to Samuel, we did it all the way the Lord said. How many are out there? We did it all. I'm a Christian. And we'll stand before the Lord and he'll say, I never knew you. We got to be pure. We have to be pure. We have to have this wisdom of purity coming on into us, leading us, guiding us. I didn't know what you were going to say, but I have a scripture that the Lord gave me. Okay, go ahead. I didn't know where you, when you went there, I didn't go there because the Lord had me go here. Go to Matthew 7. Matthew, Matthew 7. The other night when it was so hot in here, we paid a fortune for this fan up here and it's going. I mean, just go over and hit that, turn that on, and it'll pull out all the hot air. We forgot so, about it. Yeah. And they forgot about the fan. Hallelujah. Okay. Is that someone's phone? Wow, a trumpet. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't the one that we were supposed to hear. I don't want to be left here. There's a trumpet. And I heard a sound, but I'm here. <laughs> None of us. Look at this. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, look around, <laughs> especially when Is I share. Is anybody this, missing? <laughs> when I share this scripture, you're gonna all go, okay. Uh, chapter seven, uh, seven, verse seventeen. That's and Matthew. Of Matthew seven seventeen, I didn't know what he was gonna read, and the Lord told me to go here, and it ties in exactly. And then we're gonna close. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, I'm reading out of the Amplified, and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction, and many are those who are entering through it. But the gate is narrow, contracted, verse 14. I went to 13. Okay. Now we're in 14. But the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure, and the way is straight and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. Beware of false prophets, verse 15, who come to you dressed as sheep, but inside they are devouring wolves. 
16, you will fully recognize them by their fruits. Do people pick grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, healthy, sound trees bear good fruit, worthy of admiration, but the sickly, decaying, worthless trees bear bad, worthless fruit. A good, healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, bad, worthless fruit, nor can a bad, diseased tree bear excellent fruit, worthy of admiration. Every tree that does not bear good fruits is cut down and cast into the fire. He's talking about hell. Therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. But many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, you have, not pro have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? And then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical man. Here we go again who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like stupid, foolish men who build his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell and great and complete was the fall of it. When Jesus had finished these things, the Sermon on the Mount, the crowds were astonished and overwhelmed with, with bewildered wonder at his teaching, for he was teaching as one who had and was authority and not as did the scribes. They heard his teaching. They followed him. They wanted him. And when it all ended up at the end, how many were there? The end. You can turn it off now. With praise God. Wow. Think about it. The next time we hear that horn, yeah, I want a trumpet on my phone. It'll be loud for those that are going. Trust me. I don't want to hear a faint sound like I missed it. <laughs> I almost turn ash and white. Everybody stayed here. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we could laugh about it, but if, you know, people are not going to laugh about it when, when it actually happens. If it if it happened in a setting like this, I'd want everybody gone. That's the truth. But I'm telling you, they are. Everything is coming into place. They are already starting the One World Church. It is in going into effect right now. And people that you would not believe have fallen for it. And I'm just telling you, it's now. It's soon. 
only the Father knows, but he said, you will know all these signs. And the sign, there's, there's, nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing stopping now. And it's moving so fast. It's moving so fast. Anti-Semitism is around the world now. It's coming against the Jews heavily. Of course, the Christians are, not, are, are starting to get behind, quote, the eight ball. Now they're getting killed, too. When this is happening, you know when the Jews are being uh, slaughtered and so forth, God's not going to put up with it. And uh, thank God we have been engrafted into the tree of life. Uh, so we have to stand tall. It's time to stand up for Jesus. Because if you don't, he says, if you don't stand up for me, when I stand before the Father, will I stand up for you? So we need, let's, let's put on some courage and boldness. Amen. Let's all stand. Going to have to record some trumpet sounds, I think. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks as we've looked at another pillar of wisdom, that pillar of purity. We're asking, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would stir up within us even a greater desire to remove any dross that is in our lives in these last days, that we might shine forth, Father God, to give you glory. We ask, Lord, that great and mighty things transpire and take place, Father God, as we, as your children, become more predominant, Father God, with zeal and the anointing, Father, upon us. Now give us each a good night, a good day's rest for tomorrow's endeavors. I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed as we come in and we are blessed going out. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.